things I've got to tell you, but I'm afraid I don't know how. Bro, I, I wonder if these songs had as much meaning <clears throat> when they first came out. Hey, was I flat? Um, yeah. <laughs> you were. You were actually. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I didn't, yeah, yeah. I didn't really even know what that meant. But then when you said it, I was like, yeah, that definitely describes. <laughs> How that sounded. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, that was, definitely. It was very like, uh, it, I, I reached it and you plateaued the whole. The whole way. The whole way. You didn't yeah. go anywhere is, is what I'm saying. Yes. Your, your whole yes. thing was just, just one thing. Yes. It wasn't multiple It things. wasn't multiple things. Yes. Very well. Yes. You said if you wonder if that song meant what? Like if, if these, like the songs had as much meaning back when, you know, like when they first came out. You know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't at an age where I could really articulate or, or comprehend the message behind a lot of these songs and these lyrics. Oh, bro, I was up at 2 in the morning listening to all that stuff. Oh, you was a mature man back then, bro. <laughs> no, I was, just, I, was, I was just a hopeless 16-year-old romantic. <laughs> I was up late nights, bro, listening to Music Soul Child album bro, before they called him the devil. They called him the devil in your church? So I just uh, knew what she was talking about. They called him the devil. That must have been the church, bro. So you know uh, Pastor G. Craig Lewis? Nah, is that the man who talked about don't, 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 uh, don't, don't play with Pokemon and Harry Potter? Maybe, but he had this thing called uh, uh, Hip Hop Ministries. Okay. So he had these, this series where he would um, <laughs> pretty much call out every hip hop artist that was satanic or demonic or whatever the case was. Oh, wow. Lil Wayne made the list, Drake. And we're talking about 2010 Drake. And this wasn't the list you wanted to make? Hmm? This wouldn't be the list like you would want to make? No, nah, I don't think they care. This is just some crazy, you know, spiritual fanatic. But mm. all of these people, Lauren Hill, Music oh, wow. Soul Child, oh, Erica wow. Badu, any, anybody that's like popping, they put on the list. You know what I'm saying? Um, on this, in this documentary to say that this, these people are demonic. You know what wow. I'm saying? And that their music is of the devil. And they put up Erica Badu album covers and point to where this, this, this is the Illuminati. And they put this up to where this is the, you know. Oh, wow. So it's like mad deep. I remember they had us all in church watching it at, yeah. a, at a young age. So I used to feel really bad listening to music Soul Child because, like, in my heart, I love the music. So that's why you was, was up. beautiful. That's why you were up to 2 a.m. listening to it when it, all the. Yeah, because I thought God wasn't watching at that time. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people think God not watching at 2 a.m., bro. <laughs> Yo, welcome to another episode of Helping Homies Win, the podcast. Tools for Lifting a Generation. I am Antonio Bell. And this is T. Rouse. What's up, brother? How we doing today, man? Man, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, bro. Man. You How you was, feeling? I feel good, man. You know, I feel good. I'm still, I'm still the same man I was yesterday. Still the same man you was yesterday. Okay. That was a bad way to, like, segue into, like, your, your developments. But anyway, but you feeling good, though. You, you solid. I'm great, bro. I'm great, you know. Um, you know, it's funny. I actually want to. I kind of want to continue that conversation. Do, do you? We're having. Yeah. You know, I was thinking because I was gonna do it when I made that 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 very poorly executed joke, which I have a, the bad habit of doing. But then I was like, I don't know if the homie's trying to, you know, put it out there. And I don't know if you should, bro, because it may be dangerous out here in these streets. Okay, I think we're on two different pages right now, bro. I'm talking about continuing the conversation about the podcast being an extension of hip hop. Oh wow, wow, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking about something completely different. Wow, wow. <laughs> It'd be funny. We should have kept going without addressing it and just see how the conversation flows. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, bro. I just think you know it's really about expression and being able to like. I think you just gotta do the best for you. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Like, you just gotta like <laughs> yourself. Wow. Yeah, so you said so. You, so yeah, talk about that. So you said the podcast is an extension of hip hop. Yeah, like um, you know, just in us. I mean, cause it, I mean, and it still is attached to a lot of the conversations we've had, like even yesterday, um, just about 
Code switching. Code switching a bit. It's a code battle. switching. Sorry, I had to clear my throat. Let me clear my throat. Yeah. Um. Code switching, like you know, we get on this podcast, and you know, we're fully aware that this is something that we're gonna put out. You know, and for me, sometimes even when we're, when we are recording, it almost feels like people are already listening to it live. So right. there's this like filter or this code switch that I decide. Okay, let me go ahead and put on this personality mm-hmm. so that you can appeal i can appeal you know what i'm saying but but i feel as though what people have already attached to is the authenticity of our conversation and you know it's like well dang i don't want to say anything that may offend people or people may take the wrong way and as i was telling you prior to getting on i was watching rapture on netflix uh the, like the hip-hop docu-series if you will first episode was about logic second episode was about nas and Nas was just talking about how in his form of art, you, got, you don't got to worry about offending people and, and, you know, what they're going to say because you're just speaking your truth. This is just your way of expressing what you're going through. And I was like, damn, like, that's exactly what I feel like this podcast is a true representation of just where we are. It's an opportunity for us to talk. It's an opportunity for us to unpack things that, you know, may not may otherwise not be unpacked, if at least not for years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it's something that we're still dealing with and trying to figure out so i just think the podcast exists in this space for us to also be willing to be transparent and put ourselves out there for the uh, for lifting the generation bro facts i mean i think that's important because i like you know one of my goals every time we get on the mic is like i don't like what i what i hate that i what I hate that I, I notice people do or that I do, but it's part of human nature, is, is the code switch. Mm. And I've observed that a lot with my mother, where, like, my mom literally has a voice for every single person she talks to based on her relationship. Mm. And this is a thousand different, different you know, tones and pitches and, you know? Right. And I know when she's being fake. I know when she's not being, well, she's you know, being, being her, you know, <laughs> yeah. but. Mama, you being fake right now. <laughs> now, now, cut that out. And I told her, too. It's, it's just so funny, but that's part of, like, you know, just our survival mechanism as black people in America where we have to appeal towards people's dispositions or personalities in order to survive. Wow. That's been how it is for, for years and, 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 and centuries, right? Yeah. But, um, you know, as it pertains to, 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 to my thing, like, I want to make sure that I don't switch up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's one thing I respect about hip-hop artists in, in, in particular is the fact that the version that you see of them in the public always seems to be the authentic version of them you know what i'm saying really wow appears to be whether it's true or not it appears to be right so the public persona i see of kendrick yeah is like you know what i mean that's who i i believe kendrick to be because throughout his interviews i've seen a consistent Consistent. disposition from that man okay consistent same thing with ti and a lot of those people right Mm -hmm. but um you know of course you do have artists that you don't see that from but those are interviews i don't like Mm -hmm. you know and I, i guess i feel that i feel that um, I feel that because I think that I think that that um, it does. I think it sits differently with certain artists depending on who they are. Like you talk about a Kendrick to me, it's like he's literally making music for the purpose of I think going through his own journey. Yeah. So because he's so vulnerable and transparent, he has a level of comfort. But then when you have these artists that put out music and, and it's not for me to like, oh, this artist isn't doing this or doing that. But, you know, when they're just making, not just making, but when they're putting out music or content that 
you know, may not be as deep because it doesn't need always to be need to be deep. Right. I think we as as consumers or listeners start to form our own ideas of who they are. And I think that pressure is communicated. I think about Brent Fayez. Nope, not Brent Fayez. Black. Yeah. Black. He was like, man. Uh, I, 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 I know it. You talking about the end of that track? The, end, that, the beginning of that one track. Oh, that he one track like, where he was like, "If it don't pop, no." He said, "He said I don't want that shit for me, man. Because if I do this once and it pop, pop I'm gonna have keep, to keep, keep doing, doing it. that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't gain no fan base like that. Yeah, like that shit don't work for me, man. Yeah. Like that, that intro is so real, man. It's so real, bro. Because a lot of cats probably." probably and i'm going off the strength of just interviews and conversations that i hear artists speak about do things to appeal to the times and they end up losing themselves because they don't know how to necessarily latch on once the fan base has already latched on to something else yeah they can't latch on to who they but are that's what that's are. what cole spoke about where he was saying like his fear with all the new artists was that people are going to stop liking his shit yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. and it's, it's one of those things where it's like when you really identify I feel like how valuable you are as an artist or a person in mm-hmm. general, you recognize the fact that you, you know, you bring something to the table or a texture or a color that nobody else can bring. That's your color. Mm. You know, and then bringing that, you know what I'm saying? You can, uh, you know, you can be confident in, in your work and what you do. Mm. But I mean, it's the, I just, you know. I, li- I like that word texture, by the way. I like that. I don't texture. know where I got it from. That's good. But That's yeah, real good. They, um, I'm reading that book you you you, you, you lent me, uh, the Underground Railroad. I need to take a picture of you next to that book, so when I'm looking for it, I know exactly who has it. <laughs> a super sidebar. That's gonna be your checkout process. That's bro. my checkout process, bro, bro. I got hella like books in the ether, bro. You took my alch- my first copy of The Alchemist. I don't know what you're talking about. My first copy I've ever read in life, don't know which would mean about. the world to me if I ever got that back. Let me see the picture. So I'm reading Underground Railroad, right? <laughs> and it's just really interesting, like, the way they're breaking down um, life on the plantation. You know? Um, wow. Because, you know, the Underground Railroad is about a slave girl who, you know what I mean, um, this dude, I think that likes her. I haven't got that far yet. At the plantation, Cora's the main character, and then it's Caesar, the guy, is trying to lead her um, to, to escape with him. Okay. From the plantation. And while they're on the plantation, you know, she um, talks about the things she's witnessed, you know, and the way that it's not too graphic, but in the way that they're describing it adds a new, adds a new uh, understanding to the brutality of slavery. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Like, you know, the way they talk about, you know, this woman don't talk because her tongue was cut out and this woman chooses not to talk, you know, but both of them are going to work in the kitchen because, you know, master don't want to hear nobody, you know, want to be wanted to be quiet or whatever the case is. Or it talks about how, like, you know, people were burned at the pyre, mm-hmm. you know, like in some Game of Thrones shit. Yeah. You know, or how, uh, you know, people were hanged and beat on the first day, burned, burned on the second day, left for the crows to eat, you know, the smell. Like, it's just, it's really interesting when you think about, like, this was their lifestyle. Go ahead. Do you think that it's super graphic? Okay, let me ask you this a different way. Have you ever considered the reality of those situations prior to reading them. No, it's folklore, bro. It's a fable, just like the Bible, right? Because we, we weren't there to see it. 
because it wasn't like something we witnessed and really experienced. It's just a story. So you're saying we, we interpret it as a folklore, as right? A, as not a saying that's what it actually yeah, is, yeah, right? Yeah. Of course not. No, but that's good. Yeah, but that's we look good. at it as like you know what I'm saying. Any any like history in, in in itself because it's not real to us. Yeah, we don't look at it and hold it with that same weight of like. Bro, this happened to people. Yeah, yeah. This stuff that we're seeing with um with with, with the little homie um just got killed in oh, what is his name? I want to say that man's name. I want to say that man's name. I don't remember. Um, but he was shot by the police. Um, oh, recently. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. This just happened. Um, shot in the back three times, and um, that is real to us because we can see it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we can get on the news, see him run away, see the cops shoot him. What if we can see the brutality of slavery? Right, right. You know, how will we look at all of that? So with that book, what's interesting, I guess the, the point I was trying to make was, you know, it talks about the code switching. It talks about how, you know, have to behave and the shows they have to put on when Master comes around or whatever the case is. They don't refer to him as Master. But just talk about, like, really life in the plantation that makes it real. But I look at that, and I look at all of the code switching we do in life and a lot of our behavior it's so symptomatic of of, of those times of slavery. Yes, that it blows my temple. Because off. you're re- as you're reading, you're recognizing this more. Yeah, bro. We just had the conversation yesterday uh-huh. where I'm like, I literally went out to take the trash out. I got my my dur- my durag my do rag on, and you know a non-black woman is at the elevator yeah, and she yeah. looks at me yeah. kind of like yeah. a little shocked, like what's happening. I pick I pick up on it quickly. It's not I'm not offended, and I was like. Oh, good morning. Like, but I said it in a higher pitched. I removed the bass. Yeah, the bass that's that's present in my voice. What you did, with your voice, yeah, is what you would do if, like, you know, another authority figures in a room subconsciously. You put your hands up in the air, yeah, right, and and you made yourself as non-threatening as possible to myself. make her comfortable. To make yes. her comfortable, bro. And I'm I'm limiting who I am and my truth of just being an individual, being, being a man, being a black man, right. Not even that me saying good morning or not saying good morning would take anything away from it, but because of her but that's how we were raised, bro. Damn. We were raised. We were raised to make others comfortable. And, but you, we see that, bro. We see it carried out in everything we do now. Yeah. I see it every, in everything that, that we bro, do. Bro, you think about it. You know, your parents, you know, when you go to school, your parents tell you, don't be acting crazy. Don't embarrass me. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't be talking. Don't be disrupting the class. What if that's who that little boy and that little girl is? Expressive. Right? What if there's a, what if they're an artist, right? And mm-hmm. now you're suppressing their natural impulses to be themselves right. at every single turn. You know, you're telling us to watch your watch your tone when you talk to me because you're being disrespectful. Mm-hmm. That may not be that child or that or that, or that man's intent. Yeah. But because you're making me watch my tone, I can't express myself how I want to express myself. And that's carried out because a little bit about going back, I and mean, we keep talking about what we talked about yesterday, but like. <laughs> To have that in the mind of watch your tone, you're being disrespectful, even if that's not the intent. Now, when that individual grows up or even just another situation yeah. may not know whether or not that tone is going to be misinterpreted. So may decide to fall back on what it is they want to say right. for the sake of I don't want this to come off away, even right. if that's not the intention. I have something really important to say. Yeah. But the last time I had something important to say, it was misinterpreted. Yeah. So now that misinterpretation becomes my standard. Mm-hmm. Now I'm limiting what I'm who you are and who I am yeah. because of how someone else may perceive it. Bro, one of the simple things I do now, and now I don't care, but, it, but every time I think about it to some degree, if I ever cross my legs, right, as I'm sitting down in a chair, I think about, 
how I'm going to be perceived by my audience around me, mm. by people walking around. Are they going to think I'm gay because my legs are crossed? Wow. Super simple. Yeah. Super small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I started doing it because I was watching interviews with Denzel Washington, you know, Will Smith. Yeah. And when they do interviews, they sit with their legs crossed and look so sophisticated yeah. and, you know, eloquent and all these different things. And for whatever reason, it's in the background and my thoughts every single time I do it because, you know, men have always been conditioned you know, to behave a certain way, asked to be masculine or asked to be, you know, the tough guy or whatever the case is. Macho. Yeah. yeah. You know, men can't exhibit femininity without yeah. being perceived as gay. You know, in regards to the fact that that energy still exists in us. But that's the thing. I, I don't even know if that's femininity. Like, that, like... Well, that's the title that we put on it, right? Right. That, that's the way we, we associate those actions with that. Because to me, at least, when I'm watching interviews, when I'm seeing, if I've seen like Denzel Washington or Will Smith, because I've seen, you know, certain individuals who, you know, celebrities take on mannerisms and things, and that isn't a thought. Yeah. That isn't a thought like, oh, man, they might be gay. And I think it's because we've esteemed them to be a certain way. It's about the work that they've put into the community and their craft that we that we have like a uh, uh, perceived respect for them. Yeah, already. it's acceptable. It's on that acceptable. Level. But yeah. when we see somebody who we don't have any context of, our our mind starts to, you know, run through these filters of what we think. These judgments really is what it comes down to, mm -hmm. to assess who this individual is because we don't have any prior knowledge. Whereas like a Denzel or Will Smith, we have prior knowledge. We know a little bit about their lives. Oh, you talking about a stranger? Yeah, if it's someone like a stranger, so that that. But some, but sometimes it be the homies. True, and I guess that's another piece of it that you know I don't saying? know about. That's true. If the homies do it, okay. So is it really that it's like, oh, is it about okay? I think the homies gay, or is it? Nah, I don't do that, bro, because that looks away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, right. it's, it's, it's more it's more so the latter. Not, not but either way, like but either way. That suppresses who the individual is. If you, I mean, because I feel like we're all living with a, with a with a filter, right? Yeah. So we go through life, and we're in rooms, we're in situations, we're in conversations, and everything passes through this filter of is this culturally or socially acceptable? Acceptable, yeah. Right? Yeah. The people that we love and respect that don't have that filter, like Jaden Smith, mm -hmm. those people are looked at as weirdos or whatever the case is. But I feel like they have a, a greater sense of truth. You know, a lot of these new rappers mm -hmm. have that. that no filter. There's a freedom. There's a freedom in them being able to express themselves. Right. In spite of what others and people may, may think and say. This reminds me, we need to go to downtown LA and talk to huh. the homie Wolf. Bro. Oh, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to talk to the homie Wolf. Yeah. I mean, is he there like during the week? You ain't off during the week, are you? Nah, I'm not. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Maybe Friday. Okay. Yeah, Friday would be a good day. Yeah. Friday would be a great I'm day. Gonna, I'm going to write that down. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But, but that, <clears throat> I say that because of just his freedom that kind yeah. of this conversation reminds me of just the freedom that he lives bro in. i think it's the phone bro you think it's the phone that what that that is the biggest adversary to like being free break that down i just i mean like we talked about in, in, in prior episodes just in prior conversations yo it's like you know we're constantly having things advertised to us right if you go through your feed, you're having models advertised to you. You're having products and brands advertised to you. You have different lifestyle advertised mm -hmm. to you. You know, you have different events advertised to you. And you're looking and constantly observing this behavior. What is a very interesting thing to me is when I look at culture, right? It's a thought I had yesterday, actually. You know, there's a certain way. <laughs> 
there's a certain way that uh, a demographic of, you know, the gay male population acts, right? And we look at that and, and you know, we'll say that they're, uh, we'll say that they're like kind of conforming to the stereotype or, you know, you know, why they always move that way or whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. Why, why is, you know, why are these staples of behavior always exhibited in, 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 in this particular demographic, right? Yeah. And it's looked at as inauthentic, right? Okay. Um, at least I've looked at it that way. But then you turn around and you look at, you know, hood culture, you know? And you have certain niggas from certain places, certain demographic of niggas that act a certain way, mm-hmm. right? That behave and move and walk and talk a certain way, yeah. right? But we don't question it the same, you know, because, you know, depending on, on what side of the fence you're on, because that may be looked at as cool, whereas the other one is not. You know, I, I also feel like, though... That and I articulate that correctly. Yeah. Okay. Like, I, I get it at, at the surface level. As far as like we're willing to accept that's just the reality or that's that's you know their environment there's a little bit more context and understanding and I think when it comes to like um LGBTQI populate the community that community I think there's a lot less context especially when it comes to there's a lot less context like communities of a color especially have a lot less context when it comes to that community okay to where it's like i don't understand how or why or what you know the influences within that community whereas if we're making the same assessment or judgment of individuals that may have grew up in the hood mm-hmm. there's a lot more of okay i know someone personally that grew up in rough in a rough area Mm. Or grew up, you know, poor, or grew up without certain things. So to see an individual that they don't know from that background, it's easier to put some context to say, "Oh, this person probably comes from this area." Mm. So there's a lot, there's more understanding and grace in that in that type of situation right. versus if it's yeah, someone from that community. It's like I don't know anyone in my my circle or my my, my group that identifies as gay or identifies as heterosexual. I mean, homosexual, whatever. However. You yeah. know, they identify, so there's a lot more open judgment mm. because it's not understood. Right. You know what I'm saying? But and I mean, even even then, it's like, I'm, I guess I guess to wrap that point, the point I was trying to make, I, I didn't finish it, was that it's just it's really interesting that we we don't look at across the board the fact that almost all behavior, I don't know the statistic, but I would say like high 90s, mm. you know, a behavior is is all observed. You know, and it's behavior that we saw. Behavior that we exhibit is mostly observed? Right, yeah. The behavior that we exhibit is is learned behaviors that we observed, right? Maybe, you know, to a degree subconsciously, Mm -hmm. you know? But, you know, we we, we gravitate towards energies and behaviors that that, that we like and we want to associate ourselves with, Mm. right? And, you know, amongst our group, our subculture, whatever our subculture is, you know what I'm saying, We, we, we fall in line, you know? And I don't think it's 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 intentionally. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it happens. It happens Whether yeah. you're a celebrity, a artist, a rapper, a, a gang member, you know, no matter your sexuality, whatever the case is, you find a, a group mm-hmm. to be accepted in. Towards it, yeah. You know, and you fall in line. And the point that I'm trying to get to, and I think I'm close to, is the idea that none of that matters. You know, I, 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 I want to test this theory out because I feel like if I stop caring so much about what other people are doing in my, in, in, in my mind, 
then maybe I'll stop caring as much about what people think about me as yeah. I'm doing. <clears throat> you know? I see that. You know what's interesting? You saying that, I think about work and going out to all these high schools and working with seniors. I have a lot of students from a lot of different backgrounds. Some from communities that are more affluent than others. Some from communities where, you know, the students are, are pretty much homeless. You know, it's them fending for themselves at a really young age. And then we have, we go into, you know, different backgrounds with different, uh, you know, I have students that are undocumented. I have students that are um, asylees and refugees and students that, you know, are permanent residents, students that are citizens, students that, um, want to go to college students that don't want to go to college i'm dealing with such a wide spectrum of students from many different backgrounds yeah that i don't know what student i'm dealing with when 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 i'm speaking to them one-on-one -on -one until mm. i start to dig a little deeper into their file started to mm. dig a little deeper into their situation the circumstance to see what services we have that can support them but because of me not knowing i have to be as open and understanding as possible. I gotta mm. go in it with no bias as much as I can. So so that diversity helps yes. you in those situations. So is that the issue? Is that the cure for like racism or is that the cure for like, you know, you know, uh, the profiling and stereotyping that that, that, that that we all do is is diversity? That's deep, man. That's such a deep right. question because I hear people say stuff like that, like, oh, when you start traveling, you should become a lot more like mm. understanding of others and others' cultures and mm. understanding that every, not everyone is the same. You know, so I think it's about exposure for sure and diversity in the sense of exposure, not diversity in the sense of what we perceive diversity to be right. and mean. And I think really- I'm speaking to exposure. I'm speaking to, you know, it being one of, 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 of like, you know, you being, the, I'm speaking of everybody being the only in the room. Yes. Yes. I, I think I think it's not I think it's that one hundred percent and then it's not believing that oh I've I've discovered it, but more so that type of diversity being the channel by which we understand that we're all individuals mm. in the sense of we're individuals. Like we have our own experiences, our own things that have formulated us into being who we are yeah it's that experience of diversity that would make you realize okay all of my judgments and all the things that i think and believe are mine mm. you know that won't be somebody else's truth what i value is going to be different from what that person values i think there needs to be like this understanding that i don't need other people to believe what i believe because i believe what i believe mm. and it's about seeking out more information oh and hopefully God. Yeah. make me more well like more well-rounded in the sense of like yeah. open and you know free mm. that that's that's the way i see it that, that's what i think that role of diversity is it's not yeah. the end point but it's the entry point oh i like that i like that the role of diversity is not the end point but the entry point into that discovery yeah yeah i think that's 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 real man like yeah, I think that's real. But that's the thing. I don't think, like, I don't know. I just don't know how many people are really investigating their 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 beliefs. But why? Why do you feel like people aren't investigating their beliefs? Because we've never been challenged to think as people. You know, when we, like when we were in school, think about it. We've, we've been conditioned and given information. This information is important. This is what you need to know. Right? Yeah. We weren't in a lot of classes that were open to critique and challenge and open to... 
um, open to cross examination. Everything we taught was facts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, you know, you don't get to challenge things until you get into philosophy, until you get into psychology, until you get it, you know what I'm saying? That's true. To these more abstract, you know, subjects. So that's where you think for yourself and you really get critical. But because we've never had to be critical before, when we get information, you know, we look at it, you know. For example, I'm going to pick, you know, with teenager gets shot, mm -hmm. right? We look at that automatically, you know, we're going to support it with the evidence of cases prior. Yeah. And we're going to support it with whatever the rhetoric is around that time. Yes. You know? Yes, this is another situation like this without reading into it. What that reminds me of a little bit is even like the Bill Cosby situation. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all these people, or at least at the time, I think there was a lot of situations where it felt like the system was coming against the black man right. or the black whatever it is. They're looking to destroy our community one way or another. Mm -hmm. Even when the Bill Cosby thing came out, you know, it was all this talk about all oh, was because he was trying to purchase the network. They were doing this. They were doing that. Which, from my, from my, from my investigation, was it like ninety four? Yeah, was a while ago, right? <laughs> yeah. But now it's like, no, he was drugging individuals, this and that. And it's like, dang, there was a lot of conversation around. Dang, us black people can't have nothing. They're trying to take away our icons. Yeah. But one, I don't think it takes away from the message that was present in the Cosby Show, just to put out that that out yeah. there because that those messages were were one hundred percent grounded in like. Um. Like culture, like that, that's like a part of our culture, right? Absolutely. However, when it comes to him and his personal life and the decisions he made, those headlines were merely just headlines. And I don't know if, as a people, we initially were like, let's cross-examine, let's figure this out. Because if you dug a little deeper, you will realize that years ago, he admitted to putting quaaludes inside the drinks of these women. Yeah. So it's like... This isn't news no. in the sense like, oh, this is like no one knew. It was a secret. It was now it's coming to a point where it's be, it's 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 being handled the way it should have been handled. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that is a perfect example of the type of work that we need to do before we form these judgments about Absolutely. things that are on the Internet, before we form judgments about the individuals that we interact with with the thoughts that we have because just because we have the thought doesn't make it the truth. No. Like there's times where I think a situation is one way and then I dig a little deeper and be like, damn, that wasn't even the case. However, my feelings were very much in line with what I thought was a reality. So I made it my reality, even though that wasn't a reality. Now I got to make a decision to say, you know what? I misspoke or I misinterpreted the situation and I need to do away with the feelings that are associated with it. And I think it's too easy for us sometimes to latch on to the truth of the feeling because we're feeling it. Yeah. But see, that's the, that's the problem because we're, we're so trapped in our emotions and our own preconceived, you know, ideas and notions about these people that we're not going to sit here and, and say that Bill Cosby could have done that or Michael mm -hmm. Jackson could have done that or R. Kelly could have done that, yeah. whoever it is. And these are all very vastly different cases. You know, right. I don't know who's guilty and who's innocent. Oh, that's not my thing. But the idea is you've got to be open to the conversation because when we talk about, you know, quote unquote rape culture, I'm kind of, that's, that's, that's well, quote unquote rape culture. Mm -hmm. um, when we talk about that, right, it's, it's the idea that, you know, when these people do come forward, 
they're always even Terry Crews, perfect mm. example. Yeah. When these people yeah, come yeah, forward, yeah, yeah. when these people come forward and talk about it, mm. you know, it's life, brother. It's cool. You got I a know. phone. You ain't put it on vibrate even after it rained the first <laughs> even time. Even after it rained the first time. <laughs> Bro, sidebar, I hate when people do that. I see people who do that and I'm like, why would you not just put it on vibrate? You're gonna decline it and just keep it on loud so it can happen again. I just did that. That's funny. That's funny. But yeah, Terry Crews. So right? to Terry Crews, right? Uh you know, the idea is instead of challenging, um, instead of challenging like the facts, you know, we want to challenge like, you know, all of the, uh, what's the word? All of the like, you know, like, like everything that's subjective, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, with Terry Crews, I was reading something about, you know, he posted this dope post about, you know, um, why didn't you stop him? I did. Why didn't you tell anybody? I did. Why didn't you uh, call, uh, file a police report? I did. Why didn't you uh, file a lawsuit? I did. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, why? Um, and there's there's something else. Um, it said it said. Um, why didn't you like like get violent or beat him up or something like that? Yeah, something like that. There was another one too where he was like, right before a, it. yeah. But there was another one at the end. Why did you allow it? Why did you allow it? I did it. Yes. I didn't. Yes. I thought it was beautiful. You know, I think I don't know. I, I don't I don't know enough about it, but I like the whole idea of what Terry Crews is doing because I find myself in, in, in situations like that, you mm -hmm. know, but more verbal, you know, as opposed to, uh, you know, somebody physically, you know, in entertainment at least. But the, um, the idea is, you know, we don't want to look at the world, you know, a, a, as the way it is. You know what I'm saying? We see a dirty, ugly picture of what, you know, America or, or some of the stuff that happens in, in entertainment or whatever the case is we, 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 we see it and we want to turn a blind, blind eye to it We know yeah. we know that uncle that we all love and adore nicest man in the world, you know is, 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 is You know doing some very evil things, but we just want to turn a blind eye because we love him so much yeah. That can't be him. He couldn't do that and that's the type of, of blind love. I think that hurts people mm. You know because you got to be able to cross-examine, you know, just like the situation um what uh, that family member I was telling you about last week, you know, what claims were made. Yeah. You know, yeah. regardless of how I feel about this person, mm -hmm. I've got to cross-examine because i got to be fair. Yes, yeah, yeah. Even though you may have disposition and have context of how that person may have been. None of that matters. None of that matters. None of that matters. That point. It could be your mother or your father or whoever, bro. It's like, you know, how old were they when they had you? Yeah. Oh, they were 30? So they lived 30 years before you even existed. Mm. Yeah. You don't think that yeah. they did some stuff that you might not be, you might not be proud of? Yeah. You thought they were Superman the whole time? The whole time? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's real. That's but real. um but yeah, I think I think that cross examination is, is, is important, man. Like, you know, I, I don't you know, there's no information that is brought to me that I'm not gonna at least hear out. Right. You know? I'm at least hear out and investigate a little bit. That's just how I wanna live because I think too much we just jump to conclusions. Yes. To me, I think that's the that's the that's the the biggest takeaway is to recognize one that we have full agency over how we move, how we operate, how we think and feel. And just because we think and feel a certain way doesn't mean that we have to one express it or allow that to be the truth in that moment. It's yeah. okay for us to cross examine even our own thoughts and even more so the information that we're choosing to take in from any person, yeah. regardless of the relationship. Like to me, I think that is a step in the right direction to ensuring that we don't find ourselves so far removed from the reality that we allow so much 
BS to just persist. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just in our world. Because I think that's intentional. These 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 clickbait type articles of course. is extremely intentional to the point where it's desensitizing us and allowing us to just be okay with some of the craziest, most wackiest things. But the more we see it, the more we are less moved to do something about it, which will then allow for something that truly is damaging to us as people, as a culture, as a society, it's a lot easier for something ridiculous to be ushered in. Yeah. In blind sight. Yeah. Bro, I tweeted uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, this thought hit me. Um, and it was, it was just the idea that I'm like, damn, what did I say? It was... I'm, I'm, I'm amazed by the fact that a human can see another human suffer and feel nothing. You're amazed that a human can see another human suffer and feel nothing. Yeah. What, 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 what like, explain that. Where does that come from, like? I mean, it's just, it's just the idea, like, you know, for example, back to the Underground Railroad, the book I'm reading. Um, they made an example out of out of out of slaves that got out of line, right? Yeah. So they beat them publicly, right? Um, so that every other slave can identify what's going on, and they can stay. And even though even though it's not them up there, they felt like it was them up there. Yeah. So they would turn away. They would react. They would be they would be emotionally hurt and scarred or whatever the case by um, what's going on up there. What we've gotten to the point of as Americans is. We've seen these beatings so many times. You know, we've seen the police shootings. We've seen these allegations. We've seen all of the, the different um, horrors of America, the racism, whatever the case is, that now we can watch a man being beaten to a bloody pulp, even killed, you know, violently, and we feel nothing. We, feel nothing. we don't feel empathy. We don't feel sad. We don't miss that person. We don't think, damn, that could be me. We don't feel none of that. Yeah. We just watch it happen, and it's like... Ah, another one. Hey, man, so you trying to get some Chipotle or... Moving on to the next Five guys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's just so much. I feel like our defense mechanism now, because we're getting so much information so fast. We're the first humans in in existence to get this much information this quickly. Of course. Definitely. That's a trip. That access. And and nothing is being put in place to to filter that. Or to filter that. I I like filter a lot better. There's nothing yet. There's nothing in place. And it's, and, it's just more. And it's it's almost as if if there was a filter, then we should be given one. But the truth is, once again, we all have the ability to filter. We ourselves. have to do that. We have to do it ourselves. Because we, if somebody else does it, if somebody else does it. You know, who's to say that they're going to they're doing it? They're actually, they're doing it. They're doing it. What we see on the news is already filtered. True. We're only seeing True. certain That's stories, good. certain That's things good. come out from the media that yeah. they want us to see. So it's already being filtered to a degree, mm-hmm. you know, but. Yeah, I think I think I, I definitely think it's, the onus is on us to to be responsible in what we're allowing ourselves to see. That's why I'm trying to spend less time on Instagram and Twitter and, and and everything because it's like you get so caught up and wound up in stuff that has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Man, well, this is another episode of Helping Homies Win the podcast. I thank y'all for listening. Please hit subscribe. Send us a comment. Peace. Peace.